Ah, uh, yes, it works. Uh -huh. I'd say welcome back to Droid Life Show, but uh, we're going to give people a few minutes to uh, join here because we have to start up the uh, new feed. So anyways, yeah, hi, guys. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. So uh, I guess we'll just get going. People can jump in later, right? Yeah. Stay's having, having a conversation with someone. Yep. <laughs> That's okay. We're off to a good start. It's an interesting Wednesday. Yeah, there's uh, nothing we can control about Hangouts not working properly. So anyways, we'll start now. Droid Life Show, episode 25. Uh, welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Kellen. With me is Ron, Eric, and Dave. Everybody say hi real quick. Hello. Hello, hello. Good evening. So it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on, and uh, obviously a lot has happened since then. So Google I.O. obviously was all last week. Uh, Verizon had an interesting press event today. Uh, we also have NVIDIA's Project Shield is now up for pre-order. We have a huge debate that has to do with a certain image type, um, dot GIF. We'll get into that later, though. But anyways, let's start out first with this Verizon JLo thing that went down today. So if you guys did or missed it live anyway on the site, CTIA is going on in Vegas. Tim's there, and Verizon invited all these press down to a uh, press event where they were going to unveil something big or they had a big announcement. So it starts off, and Marnie Walden, their COO, takes the stage and goes, you know, we wouldn't get you guys together unless we had something really, really big to announce. And uh, you guys are definitely going to have something to tweet about after this is over with. And we're all going, oh, it's here. It's the HTC One on Verizon. Here we go. Give us something. Maybe it's VOLTE. Who knows what it is. It's going to be awesome, though. Uh, she runs through this whole spiel on uh, LTE and how they're at 95% uh, of their 3G network or coverage anyway. And then she invites Jennifer Lopez onto the stage. Well, at one point, she even started talking about devices and stuff. And I was like, oh, here we go. It's coming right now. Then, yeah, there was there was a little bit of teasing, right? Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and then and then Jennifer Lopez comes out and they announce a partnership with Jennifer Lopez's new. I don't even know what we can call this because it's not, it's not like Solave or Smart Talk. It's not. Uh, it's 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 a wireless store that J Lo has branded as Viva Mobile. Mobile, Viva yeah. Mobile. And they sell Verizon products, but it's not like like if you sign up, you're on Verizon contract. You buy their phones and all that stuff. So anyway, this is what JLo announced. She comes out on stage, reads off a teleprompter for 20 minutes, gets done. Marnie Walden comes back on stage and some other guy, and they talk about how they're going to have store openings, and it's it's borderline racist, right? I mean, yeah, we're talking about yeah, we're talking about a Latino-based or focused. Uh, wireless retailer, um, you know, where they speak Spanish and all the stuff, so they can help people. And but there's, and it was really then Jennifer Lopez after that bragging about how her new accessory line is really cute, and it was it was really awkward. And Tim left there, and I think every other press member left there, just completely annoyed, frustrated, and probably slightly angry. And you know, we just laughed at it. So I don't really know what else there is to say about it, other than it was. Completely disappointing and one of the most embarrassing press events I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. If there was anything redeeming about it. Nothing, right? I, I even posted up a couple of clips from it that were like Jennifer Lopez just rambling on about things that don't make sense and she was clearly awkward and 
I don't know. It was really weird. So if you guys don't have anything else to add about that, we can just move right on out of there. I mean, what if what if somebody came out and made a mobile carrier for African Americans? Like, that would not fly. People would get so mad. Well, I do think, as the only resident in California, I mean, there are a lot of people here that speak Spanish, and that's their first language. Um, so, I mean, I do think there's some precedent for some parts of the country to have stores that are focused on that. I mean, right now, there are just Verizon stores where you got employees that speak Spanish, and that's it. But, you know, having some place where they might feel a little bit more comfortable and not have to worry about there possibly being somebody that can speak to them clearly about what's going on. If I, was, if I had to try and figure out my mobile plans in a second language, that might be a little difficult. So, I mean, from that perspective, considering Spanish is probably the number two language in the United States, and I haven't seen the most recent statistics, and that'll probably change in 20 years. But since that's what it is right now, I think there's some space for that. I don't think that that required its own little announcement at CTIA or anything else like that, but, you know. And Verizon, totally and Verizon doesn't have anything like they didn't. They don't own any part of this. It's just it's it's really like J Lo probably like almost licensing their name. I'm not really sure, but the stores are just premium Verizon retailers. They're just going to be called Viva Mobile. So that's happening. I think it launches in June or something. The first few stores, which are in like New York, Miami, LA, and maybe somewhere else. So. Yeah, if you want to if you want to check those out, feel free. But they're uh, just sell Verizon products, so kind of what's going on there. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk about Google I.O. then. So it was last week. We didn't have a chance to do a show because Google I.O. is crazy and we have crappy internet and all the hotels we're in and all that stuff. So I'll just start off first by just asking everyone what was the their favorite thing just from I.O. this year. We'll get into disappointing things and all that. But what was your favorite thing? I'll just start with Ron. Like, What was the thing that stood out the most? Um... I think, I mean, they, they definitely, I mean, they covered two different areas, right? So they had consumer stuff, and they had a lot of developer stuff on their giant four-hour keynote. Um, I don't know. Do we have to do, like, one favorite thing? Just one? No, you can, you can list off as many things you want. Just what stood out the most, or what was your okay. takeaway positively from IO? Consumer-facing favorite thing was hands-down Hangouts. I like it a lot. Um, Developer stuff, I like the the new little thing where like you're typing code and it shows you the changes and how you're like visually with your app. I think that looks awesome. If I knew how to do that, that would be amazing. Um, and then probably generally overall, I think my favorite thing is the idea of uh, Larry Page running some special country somewhere out in the world where he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> so that was probably my favorite overall thing. Burning Man, Larry Page. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Eric, what do you got? <clears throat> I was a pretty big fan of how they said they were going to make it more developer-based than they, you know, carried through on it because it was becoming, you know, let me get a ticket to I.O. and then it'll pay for itself in the free stuff that I get. And granted, everybody got a free Pixel, but, you know, it wasn't near the haul that came last year. So I think they reset the bar for what I.O. is going forward. And, you know, they still, I from at least what the Rumors say they opened up a door for a completely consumer-based event sometime soon that we can all really enjoy and get excited about. Yeah, which they probably would have set the precedent for a lot more last year if they hadn't gotten rained out or hurricaned out. Yeah, from New York. yeah. that winter event, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, what do you got? What stood out? Um, I think it was nice to see that it wasn't uh, just like an Android thing. Like it, it had been becoming in the past couple of years. It seemed a lot more about Google this year 
in like the various different products that they have across the company. And I think that was just that one overriding feel to me was the best thing about it. Like the, hey, we haven't forgot about all this other stuff. Here's what we're doing, you know, for maps. Here's what we're doing for this. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good Android announcements too, but <coughs> yeah, I'll, probably... I'll say from, from a press perspective, you can tell that this is now supposed to be a developer event. Like they limited the number of press this year. There wasn't. I don't know. I don't think they like cut it in half or something, but you could definitely tell that there was less press people on hand, and that's probably not a bad thing, especially if it is, you know, supposed to be just a developer event. Uh, you know, like we were at the keynote day one, so day two there wasn't much for us to even go back for because there wasn't another keynote. Uh, you know, there's sandbox and all these things to play with, but they're really developer focused. Like there's some apps you can go check out if you haven't seen or something like that, or some company wants you to show you a demo or something, but it really was a developer event, and I think from a selfish standpoint, that sucks for me, because I want to see, like, new products and get my hands on them and review them and things like that, uh, but if that opens it up for more consumer Google events, I'm all for that, because like, Ron, like you said, we got rained out or hurricaned out of one in the winter, which is probably going to be awesome, so maybe that's what Google will go to. They'll keep their, they'll keep Google I.O. and try to separate it, make it just a really big developer event. And then maybe we'll have a, another winter and also a summer event that could be for consumer products or something like that, which would be awesome. But Yeah. But I think if you're going to do that, then don't make it public. You know, do the live stream for developers and have them sign in on their accounts to watch it. And then just don't make it public. Don't have the press come out. Just do developer stuff. So, because otherwise it sets this precedent up. Oh, we're going to have something there for you, and there really—I mean, there were a couple things, but nothing super accessible for people outside of Hangouts and the new Google Plus things, which is you know for the three people using Google Plus, that'll be fun for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think there was enough stuff. It, it was—it was like you said, it was like a four-hour keynote, and they announced all kinds of stuff for all different types of products. So I think there was enough stuff to cover, like. Just during that three-and-a-half-hour keynote, I think we wrote probably ten stories or something because there was still stuff. But um, I guess also I would like to know if we're going to go back next year that we only have to be there for that one day and not book like a three-day trip in San Francisco. <laughs> yep. Cause we, we, yeah, because Tim and I easily could have left on Thursday like afternoon or something. But uh, Yeah, so you know, not a lot of consumer stuff as far as hardware goes, but software-wise, yeah, we got Hangouts, we got Google Play, all music, Google Play Music, all access. Super easy to say. It's super easy. Uh, but we'll talk about those in a second. Let's talk about if you were disappointed by anything then. We'll start with Ron first. Was anything there that you were, or that wasn't there, that you were hoping was there, or anything along those lines? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, the, the, probably the most disappointing thing for me was just that they droned on for four hours. It was, it was a long keynote, and, you know, some of the stuff was cool, but it just it went on for a long time, and there was just a lot of stuff that I think Google traditionally would have just put out and not really did a press release, maybe did like a little video, and, or, you know, done a press release and, and, and a video, and that'd be it. Um, and it seems like they just didn't have anything really ready to go, and, they, and maybe they just wanted to say that for, you know, like we would say in another event which is fine, but then, you know, when you make people sit around and listen to, you know, this three and a half hours of stuff and then 45 minutes of Q&A with Paige, I mean, that's fi was fine, he, and, he, and he definitely said some crazy things that we wouldn't have heard otherwise, which I'm right. thankful for, because now I know where he stands on secret islands to hunt people down and whatever else he wants to do there. <laughs> um, so that's good to know. Don't, don't go camping with him if he asks you. But, 
Um, yeah, I mean, that, that was the biggest, you know, if, I think when you're able to just have a brief, you know, one-hour keynote and say, hey, these are the new things that we're doing, this is where we're at as a company, this is where we're headed, this is what we're doing right now, and just get that message out to consumers, the people that are going to, you know, care about it, that's a lot more powerful than saying, hey, we're announcing 100 things, 10 of which you maybe sort of care about or even know what they are, but we're going to make you listen through this entire thing. That's just, that's not, that's not helpful. So that was probably the most disappointing thing for me. It's just, there wasn't a clear message from IO at all. And that's, that's going to be, that's detrimental to their branding overall, you know, just what Google's doing. Yeah, you're right. I don't really know that there was one big takeaway, was there? Because there were so many things announced from so many different parts of Google that it was sort of tough to focus on one thing. I guess they have developers that need to, that probably focused on Android then or focused on Chrome or something, but. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't really a big takeaway. Eric, anything disappoint you? No new Nexus 7 or anything? Well, going off of that, I think they did that on purpose. You know, we, we've come to expect these big announcements from IO, and, you know, you know, they announce it, and they usually give one away to everybody, and blah, 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 and everybody gets excited. But I feel like they were setting the precedent, like, hey, this is a developer thing. If you're not going to listen, then don't come, you know? I think they did a pretty good job this year, um, you know, giving us something that we wanted to hear about and then moving into the developer stuff. You know, they were like, oh, I guess we're API'd out, and then they went into the Hangouts and all that kind of stuff. So I think they did a good job this year of giving us half and half, seeing as how they were looking to change it. But I feel like next year, you know, they're gonna, it's going to be hardcore. Like, if you're not a developer, you're not going to want to be here sitting through this, that kind of stuff. And then I think we're... You know, us press and consumers are going to want to go to those summer and winter events if they actually happen. And that's where we're going to get all the fun stuff. So I didn't have a problem with it. Um, you know, it was interesting. Even the, even the developer stuff, you know, I, I paid attention. So I wouldn't say I was really disappointed by anything. Yeah. What about you, Dave? Were you hoping I mean, to see I, anything that didn't come out? I mean, like anybody that's a fan of Android, I was hoping to hear more about the next iteration, and I think a lot of us could say that that was something we would have expected to hear, mm-hmm. and we just didn't. And, I mean, I guess if you want to say it's disappointing, I mean, I know it's going to come out eventually. We're going to have all the information. You know, it was just kind of like, uh, all right, it's coming. Here's I.O. And it was a whole bunch of other information that I'm glad we got, but at the same time, you know, a little disappointing. Well, and on that note, as far as 4.3 goes, all we've really heard, and not that we know that much, but... um. All that we've heard is that it's probably going to be pretty minor, hence the reason it's still Jelly Bean. And so I don't know why they didn't just toss it out there. It must not be ready is all I can think. Because if it's going to be minor and developer, it would seem like if it's minor, part of the stuff they would build in would probably be to help developers more than anything. So I'm surprised they wouldn't have announced it there. But, yeah, we didn't get it. Uh, I would say, like, I wasn't necessarily disappointed by anything, although I will say that, yes, that three-and-a-half-hour keynote was intense or impossible to sit through. It was like 80 degrees in there, I think, all these computers, and, yeah, it was the most uncomfortable situation I've been in in a while. But, uh, yeah, it was sort of all over the board. I Obviously, we're an Android site, so we like to focus on all the Android stuff, and they kind of they came out, and Hugo Barra went through some Android stuff, and then he showed, um, you know, syncing notifications between multiple devices, which was kind of a hint towards Hangouts, and he goes, but we'll get back to that later, and it was kind of like we went, all right, so we're going to come back to the really good stuff later, and then, you know, the Google Plus stuff came out, and they did Hangouts, and they even seemed to kind of breeze through it. They sort of said, this is your new 
chat thing is unified and that's kind of it. But they, and then they never came back to anything or there was never really that big moment where you went, oh, that was really awesome. It was just all these little things where you went, yeah, that's pretty cool. And maybe that just shows that, um, you know, everything that Ghoul's doing is becoming more mature. I'm not really sure. Although they can't really say that for Hangouts. It's got all sorts of issues. But So, I don't know. It was, it was a nice event. I just wish uh, maybe we knew going more than two days before that it was going to be just a developer thing and not like it was the years past. So. Uh, but yeah, Larry Page was interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about a couple of things, though, that were big that are definitely sort of consumer products. So let's start with Google Play Music All Access. Uh, All Access is Google's new streaming music service, sort of like Spotify, sort of like Pandora. Um, it's $7.99 a month if you sign up before June. Uh, after June, it jumps up to uh, $9.99 per month. And it's actually kind of cool. You can create radio stations. You can listen to full albums. You don't actually have to buy anything if you don't want to. You can create playlists and you can actually add, you know, full albums to your library and play them later. And again, you don't have to buy any of that stuff. So it's, it's a pretty, um, I'd say it's a pretty legit music service. I, I actually haven't used Spotify that much cause I didn't want to pay the fee for it, but, um, I, you know, I've used Pandora plenty. This just seems like a really well-rounded all in one sort of thing. But, uh, I'd love to know what you guys think about Google Play All Music, all Google Play Music All Access. I still can't get that right. Whether or not you're whether or not you're using it, if you plan to subscribe to it, um, if you're using Spotify, if this could pull you away or not a chance in hell, any of that stuff. So, is well, anybody else? I'm a I'm a big fan of Pandora. I like the way their radio stations work, and uh, Spotify I don't pay for. I have a free account, but the idea of having like a the ability to make radio stations and the one-time fee to get access to all the music was really enticing. So I jumped on the trial, and I can say I do not love All Access right now because it does not work on my computer. Oh, really? What do you mean? I it, It'll sit there buffering on music that's not a part of my library, so that would be radios or just streaming anything. It just sits there spinning away, and then it'll say, can't load song, error, skip, and go to the next huh. one. Now, it's that's not weird. my... It's not on my internet, though, because I'll go onto my phone going through Wi-Fi, and I'll have no problems using those features. But if I try to do it on the computer, which is what I want to be using, and not like a small speaker on the phone, right. I cannot do it. I'm not the only one. I put out a tweet today, and there's a couple other people that are having the same exact issue. So it's something to do with the web service. Hmm. and But I don't know what. So, I mean... I love the idea and I want to use it. I think it's a testament that I <coughs> excuse me, check it every day to see if the problem has fixed itself. Hmm. I haven't had that problem. I, I also jumped on the bandwagon and um, mine's been working flawlessly so far. So that's <clears throat> surprising to hear that it's having trouble. Yeah, I haven't used it um, a ton. When we were at I.O., Tim was using it like crazy and we didn't really have any issues then, but it's also brand new. Um, I'm going to start using it a lot probably over the next few days. Uh, although I will say that I was pissed that the Nexus Q functionality was broken because I was actually going to, like, I actually used my Nexus Q quite a bit and now I can no longer use a thing. Like, I bought speakers just for my Nexus Q and I was all ready to just take advantage of this new service and I can't do it now. So I'm really frustrated by that. Uh, Ron, are you using it at all? Or do you use another service or anything? No, I, I, uh, you know, I, I, I used to use Pandora, and I used to pay for, I think the paid one for Pandora is Pandora 1. Is that right? 
pretty yeah, sure it's, like pretty sure it's one of the 80,000 services called one. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't like Pandora because the stations were always bonkers for me. So, like, I'd make a Katy Perry station so I could have some pop stuff and then throw on Regina Spector, and Regina Spector is not <laughs> pop in my opinion. <laughs> I love Regina Spector, don't get me wrong. She's amazing, but she's not you know, in the I, Katy Perry channel. No, it's just the wrong channel. So, yeah. Yeah, and so like I contacted support and went through the whole thing. I'm like, oh, we'll go ahead and clear all your stations. And so I, I messed with it some more, and it still wasn't giving me exactly what it wanted. It just had some weird genre issues. So I dropped that. And I was using RDO for a long time and really, really liked RDO. But, I mean, the big thing for me, like I, music discovery is not a huge problem for me um, just because, you know, the, most of my friends listen to music that I like. So if they find something new or if I find something new, we share it with each other, and that's how I share it music with you know I just that's how I find out about new stuff so discovery is not a big thing generally I don't like having the streaming thing because I don't have unlimited data and if I'm listening to music it's usually in the car or I'm at home where it, you know it just doesn't matter I'm gonna listen to what I have so right. it's not super appealing to me um, also it's not crazy cross-platform I do have some iOS devices and obviously it won't work on there so that's true. Um, that's another issue. So if I do something, I want to make sure it's cross-platform and that just rules it out for me. So I think it's a, I think it's a cool idea. I think they should make it cross-platform there if they want it to really, you know, get everywhere and, um, and obviously deal with some of the issues that Dave seems to be having. So, um, and but, Google music has never been on iOS, right? It's not just new. No, there are third-party apps, but they suck. Okay. So, yeah. That's the gist of it. I wonder why they won't actually, because all their other apps we, you know, complain about all the time that they look better on iOS and stuff. But this one they haven't. Maybe it's just because they can't get that catalog there, because iOS and iTunes. I'm not really sure. I'm guessing because they don't want to deal with if you. So if you if you sign up for a service or anything else like that in iOS, you have to give Apple Apple thirty percent of the cut, and they probably don't want to deal with having to tell people you can't like say like, hey, you have to go here to sign up or something. You can't have like a link to a browser or anything else like that. There's no way to get around it. So like in the like in the Kindle app, there's no way to buy books or anything else like that. You just have to go to Amazon.com in a browser and do it. It doesn't tell you that though, because you're not allowed to. Oh gotcha. So Apple wants their cut. So if I had to guess, that would probably be why they don't have that. Um, yeah. so they could do it, but that would be my guess why they don't. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the service, uh, I think it's off to a good start unless you're Dave who's having network <laughs> issues with his. Uh, but, uh, you know, they kind of came out with it. I think it, like, news leaked of it, like, the night before I.O. And uh, I don't. I think it was sort of a surprise. I don't know that I was necessarily expecting them to launch that already. You know, we've heard rumors of Apple getting one ready, um, and they keep pushing theirs back. So good job, Google, for getting that out. There was, a, there was a rumor that Google was working on one. It was right around the time that I was actually thinking about signing up for Spotify or something like that. And okay. I was like, you know what, I'll just I'll hold off a couple months and this came along and I'm I'm really satisfied with it so far. You know, being as how I just use Android and, you know, web service. It works seamlessly for me. I can go in, create a radio station. If I find something I want, I can add a whole album to my library with one click. Like it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's as for what I'm using it, so I'm pretty satisfied so far. So uh, one of the other big announcements is Google Hangouts, which uh, I think Ron mentioned previously. So Hangouts is the unified cross-platform chat service. Well, I guess it's mostly unified, right? Like they still have a little ways to go. So it works. Uh, it's well, it's supposed to replace Google Plus Messenger as well, although it still sort of exists in the app. But anyway, it works in Gmail if you wanted to. Hangouts does. And Google Plus, it also works on iOS and in 
Chrome browser. So it syncs notifications, which is awesome, by the way. If you get a if you get a message on one, like say in the browser, it and you check it there, it goes away on your phone. I don't know if you guys have played with that at all, but it actually does. Yeah, which is uh, amazing. But people are a little people are a little. Uh, frustrated that it didn't have SMS support, so basically Google Voice support. A lot of people are really upset about that. Um, Google said it's coming. Uh, they're, uh, I can't think of what his title is. He's like the product manager of communications for Google Plus or something. Uh, he said that it's that it will eventually... Eric, I think you maybe wrote this up where he said it's going to become like the future of voice yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. which is really good news because the voice app sucks. <laughs> the voice <laughs> app is terrible. I said that to Tim. I said if I... The day that I don't ever have to uh, open Google Voice ever again is going to be it's a glorious It's so day. bad. It is a bad app. And, yeah, they've just neglected it. Obviously, we know why they're trying to figure out how to build it in. So that's coming. Um, overall, I'm I'm using it like crazy. I was using a uh, third-party app previously called Trillion. I don't know if you guys know of Trillion. Yeah, uh, that's because good it was. Yeah, because it was a desktop app that I could use on my Mac, but it didn't sync with, like, anything. Wow. And it, so my... Yeah, so my experience was terrible, but I used it because I didn't want to use the in-browser, like, G-Talk. But now, with this Chrome extension, like, all of the uh, conversations I have just kind of hang out at the bottom of my computer. It syncs across all my devices. I'm loving every second of it, and the fact that I can send photos on it. Uh, I just wish it would have Google Voice, but otherwise, I don't really have that many complaints. What do you guys have any thoughts about Hangouts? Are you using it, not using it? Uh, I'm not too happy with the Chrome plugin at the moment. Okay. Because it uses the prime email that you're logged into. So if you have multiple Gmail accounts, it goes with the one that's the main one. Now, my developer account is my main one because I need to be able to access those. But for chat, I want it to be on my personal. But it won't let you actually sign out and switch. So for right now, it's it's got shortcomings because I'm, I need to be able to switch accounts and it will not let me. Yeah, yes. you would almost have to like open up an incognito window. Tried that, and didn't it? Didn't, oh, wanna, didn't work either. It didn't want to work out because I had the other one open, so it was all oh, wow. flipping out. Well, you'd have to. You probably have to do your developer one in incognito. Yeah, it's just it's annoying. I mean, I'm sure I'm like a rare case scenario. Most people probably have their primary, yeah. you know, as their one they're logged into. So yeah. I can't say that's a fault of Hangouts, but it'd be nice to have. The option to switch between yeah. a, to a different account. I'm, well, I'm hopefully, it is. I used multiple accounts and I ran into that issue too. But yeah, my wife signed since, in on my computer and had the same thing. <laughs> they uh, they took away the openness of it. They can kind of sit down and build, you know, dedicated apps for Windows and Mac. That would be, I that think, the next step. Like they do though. I just don't I, think they will though. They're gonna uh -huh. stick with like a Chrome app. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know? that's that's. They think the future is the web, which maybe it is. But, but I do, that that is one issue. So I don't know. Do you do you guys all use OS ten or OS X? However, you guys I decide do. to say. Yeah. Okay. Is that the newest version? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> ten point eight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on Windows, it's a little bit stranger. So I use both. But on Windows, so if you open up, uh, so if a new chat comes in or whatever, it adds a little Hangouts icon in the taskbar, um, which is fine. Whatever, mm -hmm. it's going to put that in there. I'd rather just you know, went in the system tray, but whatever. Um, but the thing is, is so if you click on the thing in the taskbar, it'll, it'll, you know, bring that window to the forefront or whatever, fine. But if you click it again, it doesn't minimize it. So the only way to minimize it is to move your mouse all the way over to the, the little Chrome extension yeah. and then minimize it, which drives me uh. absolutely bonkers. Um, so that's one little thing 
that is annoying. Also, the notifications don't sync on iOS devices, so it doesn't go away from there. So that's one little thing. And then there are discrepancies, too, between the two apps. So Kevin, I don't know if you, if you put it on your iPod Touch, but uh-huh. on the Android version, there's no refresh at all. You can't refresh. But on the iOS version, there is. You can so, pull the refresh, really? Yeah, you pull down or up, I guess. You're pulling the whole thing up. Um, and then the little Google Plus and Gmail little folding round circle shows up to refresh. So it's in there, but it's not in the Android one. I'm not sure why that is. Oh, yeah, it does do that. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so I don't. It's not in the Android one at all. Even if you hit like menu or something, like it's just it's not there. So yeah, there's right. some weird little random things there that they need to work out. And sometimes notifications don't show up perfectly on iOS. Yeah, I've had a friend who I got to install it on her iPhone, and you know I send her messages all day, and sometimes she just doesn't respond because it doesn't send notifications. Sometimes. So, yeah, sometimes they just don't get there, and then yeah. and then often I'll open it up and it'll say. Uh, Oh, it crashed. Do you want to send a crash report? I'm like, sure. Thanks for crashing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, nobody sent me anything important. Yeah. It's better because there was never like there 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 are third party iOS uh, you know things that would hook up to talk, but they were all lousy. Um, so I mean, it's a step in the right direction. You just have to you know open it every half an hour just to double check that it didn't crash on you. <laughs> no big deal. Which yeah, you shouldn't have to do. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's a good start, which we say a lot with Google products. Like, it's a pretty good start. I sort of felt like uh, they threw Hangouts out there because they needed something at I.O. because they didn't have anything else almost. And not that it's not good enough to use right now, but it doesn't feel like it has every... Like, I think if you went on uh, Google Plus and just looked at any of the, uh, like, employees that work at Google or for Google Plus... Um, they all were saying like, we're fixing this, we're fixing this. There was like a list. Somebody I think was running a list of all the things that Google had already planned to fix like the day essentially they released it, which I thought was a little odd. Maybe they should have slapped a beta tag on it, but. Maybe they just assumed that everybody knows that everything they ship is beta no matter what. (laughs) Probably, probably. Yeah. So I don't know. Anything, any other thoughts on Hangouts? I'm using the hell out of it, but I use Google Talk all the time. Yeah, I am too. And I'm getting everybody else too. Yeah. There was a there was a couple days there where if you didn't have a 4.2 device, I think it wouldn't update from Google Talk. Hmm. So I was going around telling everybody to update it, and they were like, "It's not working." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then you know I realized that it had a, like a minor update the next day. So now everybody's can work. Yeah. Well, yeah. it took a little while to get on tablets too, a couple days, but I think it's on tablets now. So. Yeah, I think I'm I'm still disappointed with the name. What did you want? And I don't know. It's just it's you know you it's not as easy as being like G Talk me. You know that was like a phrase you could use. Now I just I don't really know how you're supposed to refer to it. Yeah, I really wish they would have just kept talk. Just sit chat on hangouts. Yeah, but that's it's still longer though. I like the idea of having like that short. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody knows what G Talk is. Hang out with me, Dave. A lot of people know what G Talk is. (laughs) Maybe a lot of people in your circles, but people that I hang out with don't know what G Talk is. But I think, but that's that's another. So you guys have had pretty success successful rate of getting people to do it because I've had some struggles. I haven't tried to get anyone to move over (laughs) to it because I was using like with my wife, I was using um, chat heads because we could send pictures and stupid stickers and crap. And now I'm like, she's been using that. Now I'm like, gonna tell her she has to change off of that. (laughs) I've had my wife join so many services that I don't use anymore. (laughs) I was really surprised when my friend when I got her to. 
download it for iPhone for all things, yeah. you know. So I feel like once I, you kind of have to show it to them. I think to I don't know. At least in my case. And it needs to have it needs to have SMS support. Once it gets yeah. SMS support, and you can show nope. people like you can use your text messaging through here as well. Then nope. they might have a reason to use it, but I disagree. You disagree? Yeah, SMS needs to die. It needs to go. Well, well I wish yeah, it would die, but, it's but I think it's like a gateway into getting people to use it. It's no, like I think I think drug. it is. I think it is going away though. Eric. I mean, that's a, like when I, I I just had this problem with my brother. I was trying to get my brother who he has a what does he have a? It's not a Galaxy Nexus. It wasn't one before that. Nexus S. Yeah. Um, on Sprint, Ugh, poor guy. And uh, he, uh, so I got him, I got him to install it or whatever. So we're talking on there or whatever. He's like, just text me. And I'm like, no. Every time if I send you a text, I have zero idea if you've if you've read it, if it's been delivered. Like I have no idea at all. You know. And he's like, well, just email me. I'm like, that has all the exact same problems. Like, <laughs> so like we we need to, like having a place and like it's you know I, using iOS devices is nice if you have friends that have iMessage. But otherwise, you can do like. WhatsApp, I guess a lot of people use, and there's all sorts of other things. We need to have a standard, is basically what it comes down to. Yeah. But it's it's hard. Like I think I think these sorts of things are the future. Having voice, uh, video, and you know, red receipts and all that kind of stuff going back and forth. That's how we need to be communicating in the future. But without yeah. having some sort of a standard, we're kind of stuck in the middle. And I don't want to wait for one company to win. I think you have like Microsoft. They're pushing Skype. You know, obviously, you have Google now who's going to be pushing Hangouts. You have uh, BlackBerry who's trying to push BBM. And... Yeah, the Verge, the Verge wrote a story on this last week. They were like, if you want messaging, it's always going to be fragmented and or expensive. You know, SMS is only around because it became a standard back when nobody was really innovating, you yeah. know, when we didn't have same, the power for messaging. Same thing with email. <laughs> you know, so as much as, you know, it sounds like a, a great thing, you know, it's – we're we're too fragmented right now for anything to become a standard, unfortunately. Yeah, but the problem is, is that the companies that are really pushing it and uh, you know pushing a standard. So you got Facebook and Google, and I mean Apple's just going to do their own thing. But you know those companies, like you're not going to be able to get ever, you know 100. percent You might if yeah. you're lucky, maybe you can get 90 percent of your contacts to do that. But like grandma's not going to do it. It's like you're always going to be stuck with a stupid SMS thing that's just like, I mean, you wouldn't text your grandma probably. But, you know, like there's still going to be people that you're, just, you're not going to be able to, you know, do that communication. And I hate having to have, you know, that you're talking about in the Verge piece, you know, having I have a folder of, you know, all these different messaging services that people use. And it's just, it's a pain. It's the worst. I just want one. I'm with you. I just want one. And I was thinking about, like I said, with chat heads, I was going to try to get all of my friends because I know they're all on Facebook at least. I could at least get them to maybe use that and, that just seems like such a giant task to try to get your friends to move over from, especially if they're all stuck in like the text message era. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we get some changes soon or we can figure out a way to get people. Maybe Google will figure out a way that we can get people to switch over. I don't think Google plus is it. If that's what they're thinking. Maybe if they start paying people for their messages sent. (laughs) And so they can look through the messages. You could start earning money. Ads and new texts. Hangouts. Yeah. Uh, so the other, uh, what I would consider probably the big announcement from IO was the uh, Galaxy S4 Nexus experience, if you will. Yep. So yeah, we actually ran a poll at the end of IO and said, what was your favorite announcement? And 25% of readers, which led the way, said Galaxy S4, Nexus experience, and then Google Music, all access. So 
it was kind of an interesting thing, right? The night before, Russell Hawley from Geek.com said that Google's going to unveil this new uh, Nexus, like Galaxy S4 or something like that. Or he called it Google Edition, I think. And uh, Hugo Barra's on stage, and he's talking about the Android stuff briefly. And I don't know where he does pull out this Galaxy S4 and goes, yeah, but mine's different. It's running stock, you know, untouched Android, has unlocked bootloader. And then he announces it. He doesn't announce that anyone at I.O. is getting it, which is kind of weird. I don't remember the last time I was at I.O. when they announced hardware and didn't just hand it out to everyone in attendance. Um, but he says, you know, unlock bootloader, stock Android. It'll get updates quickly. Uh, but it's not a Nexus. He said it has a Nexus experience is how he put it. So it's not like the Galaxy Nexus S4 or something weird like that. Uh, it's coming June. I can't even remember the damn date. The 24th, I think. 26th, somewhere in there. 25th. Is that what it is? Yeah. So that date for uh, six fifty. So it's not, and it's going to be sold through Google Play. So the price is essentially what you would pay uh, full price at a carrier. So six fifty, not a deal or a discount or anything like that. Uh, and that was sort of it. It just made a brief appearance, and Hugo had one on him when he made a couple of stops around Google I/O throughout the week, and that was kind of it. No one else had one. No one else was carrying one. It just didn't really exist except the like loan device he held. So I, I don't think that I'm going to buy one personally. And, you know, I sort of like my job to buy a lot of these phones. I just don't know that I necessarily see the need for a Galaxy S4 or Nexus experience. Like when you buy a Galaxy phone from Samsung, don't you kind of do it to maybe get some of their software features? And when you buy this one, it's just stock Android. Like, you don't get any of their camera software. You don't get any of the gestures or any of that stuff. So I guess, I don't know. What do you guys think about this phone? Did, when you saw it, did you go, oh, hell yeah, I would love to buy that, or 650 is too expensive, or it seemed like there was a lot of thoughts. Like when he announced it, everyone went, yeah, I think there was cheering, actually. And then he announced the price, and it just went silent. And everyone went, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, what did you expect? I, like, honestly, everybody, everybody who thinks that you're going to get this awesome phone with stock Android through Google Play, no strings attached for like 350. It's just like, what do you know? That doesn't. Four. You don't give me your cake eight five, and eat it. Five hundred. Something. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I see off of like the top of it. Yeah. Would have been. Well, the, the problem is, is that a device like that is going to appeal to somebody that one has the money to shell out for, a, you know, for an unlocked device like that. Um, and two is going to want stock Android. Anybody yeah. that wants to do that is going to be just fine going out and buying a regular Galaxy S4 and hacking it and putting it on there, and they'll probably be happier doing that anyway right. because they'll get it right away, and they'll probably rather get it on contract and do the exact same thing. So who is this device appealing to? I don't know. I mean, is, it, is anybody so upset with bootloaders and trying to get ROMs on there that they're actually going to go out and buy this? I don't think that... I don't think that demographic exists. No, there's people out there, trust me. You can find them on XDA. It's just not a very big... It's yeah, not very big, yeah. It's not yeah. big. So why why go through all the trouble to do this? I mean, I, I, I have more to say about this, but, but that that thing in particular, just putting it at that price point, price point, I don't know who they're trying to appeal to. Yeah, I don't know either. Especially if since they're selling devices already, and granted they're Nexus and Google branded for so cheap because they're you know making money off Google Play... Why couldn't they do that with this device? I highly doubt Samsung is really thinking they're going to make a couple of billion dollars off of selling this thing to Google Play. Why didn't Google say work out a deal where they could sell it for cheap? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure I understand it either. No. Was it just a 
way for them to stand on stage and go, we love Samsung and they love us. Is that what it was all about? I don't really get it either. I, I was I was legitimately, I would almost say shocked when they made that announcement. Like, I had no clue that that was coming. I don't think anybody did, to be honest. Well, no, I think actually there was one guy, I'll admit, who we were in the live chat beforehand. He was like, man, I heard a rumor about a, about a touch whizless, you know, S4 coming today and everybody called him stupid. Well, yeah, no, Russell, Russell Hawley, who writes for geek.com the night before he said he heard that he wrote a big story about it and said, there's going to be a next or galaxy S4 Google edition is what he called. And so he was actually right. He's the only person that knew anything about it. And then it happened. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I mean, is the price bad? Yes, but it's in the ballpark of other unlocked phones. So if you're looking for an unlocked phone, I mean, what's the one developer edition? What, six, 600? It's 650, but you get like 64 gigs of storage. Yeah. Like if you okay. want to buy the 32 gig unlocked version, it's 575. Five, so, yeah. So this one only has 16 gig of storage, and it does have an SD card slot, but um, I don't know. I just, Actually, I was excited because it's it's a, hopefully a sign of things to come. Like if Google and Samsung can work this out, then you know what else is down the road. I, you know, it's not for me. I'm probably not going to buy one, but it's exciting that someone has taken this step to you know put this out through Google Play without a skin on it. So I'm I'm kind of pumped about it. Yeah, I think it if. If it does that, like say leads the way for other manufacturers to sell phones through Google Play, I think that's cool or other stock experience devices. I know there's some rumors out there already. Actually, like the minute they announced that, there was a rumor that HTC is going to release a stock HTC One and they shot it down right away. And then I think the rumor got sparked back up again this week. I don't know. Yeah, some developer came out and said that he expects it to be out before the end of summer. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, HTC shot it down right away. They said, no, we're yeah. not making one of these. So yeah. uh, if, if it does lead the way for others to be sold through Google Play, I think that's cool. But I, again, I think it comes down to price. Like how many people actually buy full-price phones? I just don't think there's that many people out there that do that. No. I, but going forward, isn't that, you know, what the what we want, you know? We don't want subsidies. We don't want all this kind of stuff with contracts. Well, Okay, well, we don't do want we, we don't want phones that cost seven hundred dollars either. Right. Well, no, we're fine with that as long as the subsidy ends when you pay off the phone. That's the problem. The subsidy doesn't end when you get in a contract right now, which is insane. That's true too. <laughs> so and that's you know, but I, but I think I don't know if we want to talk about that some more. We can, but I, I do think it's interesting that Google's kind of pushing this idea of having a you know they, when they said it, they said okay, this is the uh, Galaxy S4 with the Nexus experience, and this is they said uh, this is you know this is Google's take on Android, which I think is kind of interesting phrasing. This idea that they're accepting the idea that there are different takes and different versions of Android, they're kind of okay with that idea, and this is our version, but other versions are just as legitimate and just as good. I think that's kind of an interesting way for them to start talking about that. Yeah, I, I think Google's. I just, well, I think Google's always been pretty accepting of what anyone wants to do with Android, as long as uh, they're not forking it. Dad, <laughs> um, I guess I don't really know how I took that. I just thought they were giving people an option that they thought they wanted and also proving to the world that them and Samsung are good friends. I didn't really know what to take. I thought it came out of nowhere, and I didn't think it made a lot of sense. That's. <laughs> I just kind of sat there going, okay, that's no. kind of cool, but no one's going to buy it. I don't even 
people want one. So I don't. Yeah. Know. What would be more interesting is to say, hey, you can get the Galaxy S4 with Samsung ex experience or Google's experience, and let them sell side by side on every single carrier. That would be a lot more interesting. That would be cool. But the carriers like all the skins, right? Because they like all the differentiation and all that crap. Anyway, the carriers like putting crap on there so they can add into the subsidy. That's what they like doing. Exactly. So anyways, yeah, we can move out of there. Um, but that's out there, and it's coming in June, and we'll see if anyone buys it. It'll probably sell out right away because they'll have like 500 in stock, and they'll, everyone will go, oh, my God, it's a big deal. <laughs> Sold out in 10 minutes. We're going to have a story on it. I guarantee it. I'm sure we will. <laughs> uh, so... The other thing that I took from IO was I saw, so Tim and I saw Google Glass everywhere. Uh, obviously, it was Google's developer event, and a lot of people pre-ordered it last year were, you know, back this year to go again, and they actually had appointments set up. You could go there. Tim and I actually both put it on. I think there's, like, a picture of me on the internet with me having it on. Um, it's, uh, like, we both put it on, and we were in a, a pretty loud environment, so we didn't necessarily have a chance to really dive into it and, you know, play with it much. But I put it on, and by no means did I did it, like, blow my mind or something. Like, I kind of looked at it and went, okay. And I've, I think part of it, too, is I've seen so many videos and hands-ons and overviews, and it's it wasn't necessarily new to me, but it was everywhere, and I will just say that... People that wear Google Glass are really that guy. They are. They're really that guy. Like We saw them everywhere. Although the one thing we wanted to see that we didn't, and we were going to take it a picture and probably like watermark the hell out of it, was a guy on a Segway wearing Google Glass. That was the only <laughs> thing. That was our goal. After keynote day one was over, that's all we wanted to see. It didn't happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was everywhere, and everyone was wearing it, and it was kind of awkward, and everyone had questions, and... You could just, I don't know. I, my, my opinions haven't changed any at all on Google Glass. I still think it's awkward and weird, and I don't know that our society necessarily needs it. Those are sort of my thoughts after IO. I wish, if Tim, when Tim comes on next week, we'll have him weigh in, see if he feels any different about it. Because he was a little, he was a bigger fan of it than I was, but after seeing it at IO, I don't necessarily know how he feels. So. Uh, just briefly, there was a rumor that came out at the end of IO that said the white Nexus 4 and Android 4.3 are coming on June 10th. We have no idea if that's true. Uh, but Taylor, our buddy from Android Me, actually got a hold of a white Nexus 4, and the guy that gave that to him told him that 4.3 was coming out. So take that however you will. That's only a couple so. of weeks away. Yeah, it's only a couple weeks away. But for anyone that still doesn't understand this, the white one is not LTE. It does not have 32 gigabytes of storage. It's just the same old Nexus 4. It's just white. Just has a white shell. Uh, oh, Nexus Q. We can talk about this just for a second too. So there was no Nexus Q, um, which is kind of sad. There was no new Nexus Q, or they didn't bring it back up or anything. And uh, but then, like two days after I/O, some media center device made by Google cruised through the FCC, which could either be a new Nexus Q or it could be some sort of new Google TV unit. We're not really sure. So it's tough to tell if the Nexus Q is completely dead or not. But like I mentioned earlier, Google Play Music no longer works with it and pissed off the like 6,000 people that had free ones from IO or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yes, Kevin included in that yeah, number. Included. Yeah, or the people that paid like 500 bucks for one on eBay. Yeah, so those people are really mad. There's, well, there's a couple of forums that I, like, there's a couple of Google product forums that I hover around because I'm having the same issues with my Q as everyone. And there's actually, a, 
well, it's probably, I'd say a handful. It's not like a lot. There's people that did buy those things and they spent a lot of money on them. And, you know, they, they're using it as their like entertainment hub in their house for their music and all this stuff. And it's just dead. It no longer works. And it's, it's actually pretty bad. Those people forked out hundreds of dollars and Google just kind of shut it off. And they've told people that they've figured out the issue and they were working on it and it was going to get fixed. And then this new Play Music app comes out and just completely eliminates all Nexus Q functionality and really pissed everyone off. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk quickly about Project Shield. Sorry, NVIDIA's Shield. It's no longer Project Shield. It's NVIDIA Shield. It is now up for pre-order. $350. Does anyone want it? Hmm. Eric, you're hmm. kind of our resident gamer. Tell us what you, tell us what you really, thought when you saw 349 on the Project Shield. What that's a really good price. I was I was totally expecting a lot more. I was expecting it to be higher, and I was expecting a lot more people to be really excited at that price point. That is really cheap for something that does as much as this thing does. I just don't know if I would want to play AAA games on that tiny of a screen. Like if I play, if I pay big money for Borderlands or Halo or Call of Duty, I'm going to want to play it on my big screen TV. You know what I'm saying? So I like this is a really cool concept, and it does a lot. I don't think people understand all the stuff that it can do interacting with your computer back and forth. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think they went really aggressive with that price, and I think if it comes out and it doesn't have any major bugs, like if it comes out and it does really, you know, pretty well on reviews and stuff, I think you could see a takeoff then. But I, at this point, it's a little too forward-thinking for people that jump on it, you know, directly. It seems like a small market of people that would be interested, yeah. at least to me anyway. They're well, kind of, it's kind of, a, they're going for the PC crowd, but they're also going for the mobile crowd. Right. And as well as people who want to have another peripheral to go with your PC, which usually traditionally isn't a big peripheral-based, you know, market outside of your keyboard or your mouse or your, your screen. So, I don't know. So, we ran a poll to say, are you buying NVIDIA Shield? And 85% of people said no. Like, and 2%, I'm looking at it right now, 2% said yes. That's it. And then there was 13% in there that said, eh, I'm still kind of deciding. That's not, that's not a good... Obviously, we're not... We don't make... You know, our polls don't say if the product's going <laughs> to fail or make it or not. But that's pretty, uh, that's pretty one-sided there. Uh, at least our readers said, oh, hell no. We don't want anything to do with this. And I think a lot of people said price, actually. Like, I know how you said you thought the price was actually pretty good because they packed so much stuff in there. Most of the people said, you know, that should have been 250 or something like that. But I, I don't think you can... Yeah, did Google ruin us with by pricing all of their products so damn low? It's just... I don't know how they could win because they have to make money off it. They don't have a, you know, an yeah. app ecosystem, so... Right. And they're, unfortunately for them, they're coming out at an awkward time. We just had the Xbox announcement yesterday. We had PlayStation a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. You know, people are looking forward to those kind of systems, you know, more traditional names that they, they know what they're going to get. You know, it it kind of fits into the games that they already play and, you know, things are going to work similarly. This is a really cool idea, but I think that people, especially gaming crowds, are kind of stuck in their ways and they kind of like, you know, things how they like them. So, I don't know. It's just unfortunate timing, I think, 
Well, did they fall victim to that to that whole? Here's our new product. Six months later, you can finally buy it, kind of thing. Because you know they had it at CES and it got all this buzz there, and we've kind of heard about it because they've tried to you know promote it through videos and you know demos and things like that over the last few months. But by now, it's like kind of old news. Like you said, the Xbox just got announced. And we've still got tablets and super phones and if they had if they had hit a launch before the Xbox got announced, you know, they probably couldn't have beaten the PlayStation announcement. But if, I think if they had hit a launch, not pre orders like we have now, mm-hmm. if people could have it in their hands before yesterday, I think attitudes would have been changed. But I think right now the whole industry is kind of well, we're getting into the next generation of systems, so we kind of have to wait and see what's going to happen. So, and so far, the two announcements of PlayStation and Xbox haven't gone over well, so there's like this whole, you know, pessimistic view of the whole gaming industry at the moment right now. Well, that would be like three out of three miss, if you're saying that, because, you know, all the next generation consoles are announced. and Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, what is it? Didn't Target slash the Wii's price like sixty bucks yesterday because it's failing so miserably? Yeah. So wait, you thought the Xbox Three or the Xbox One? Sorry, it's another One product. You thought it got <laughs> it's getting bad press? Oh, I thought, it, are... I thought everything looks awesome other than like the gaming stuff. I was pretty excited about it. There's there's a few no. things I don't like, <laughs> but um, yeah, people are pretty mad. You know, I think the only major thing that they like the the biggest problem is no 360 games whatsoever. I yes. think that's like the biggest problem. There, that, there are a couple it, things you can miss. That's all. I, that's all I really see is people bitching about that. Like, well, that's a reason. huge problem. I just bought Halo Four this year. If I buy yeah. a brand new console this year, I can't play through the new trilogy of Halo. Yep. No. Like, what the hell? Like, I know, I know, backwards compatibility was limited on the 360 pull-in and Xbox games, but at least I could play. You know, I could play through the Halo. Big ones. And, you like, could the play. Games. You could play the Halo and the Fable and. Yeah. You know the ones that you wanted to replay. You yeah, replay. and then make this excuse of saying, "Oh, well, you know, it's a, you know, it's got different architecture and all that." You're basically running Windows. Make an emulator work. Let's get it done. So why like, can't they have like an online store and you can just like say you bought oh, a will. game? Oh, they will. Like say you bought a game in the last like year and you then you buy the Xbox One. It can't. Why can't they just let you get like a credit and re-download the game? Like I know, but why can't they? Yeah, they because they want, they want their money. Yeah. And I mean, it, the, the problem is, is that when you've got, when you do something like this, and I, I actually think this might, this might pull some people towards something like Shield. Maybe you know, it's not going to be a big pull, but you know, when you're trying to make a decision, no pricing has been announced, but I'm guessing they're going to minimum five, probably six for the yeah. Xbox, and who knows what yeah. the PS4 is going to be to get this giant, you know, 300 pound VCR in front of your thing. <laughs> um, you know, Seriously, it's just it's ugly. It's oh, it's tremendously ugly. I can't believe that they decided on that design. We'll put that in giant air quotes. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've gotten the box down pretty well. So let's go ahead and try something else, maybe. But I mean, you know, so if you're trying to like my brother, for example, my brother is a huge gamer. He plays tons of stuff. He has every single system from the original Nintendo up. Um, he's switching to PC. He's yeah. you know he might he might get are. the yeah because it's just you know what you've you've got basically all backwards compatibility all the way back as far as you want to go for PC games. Steam um, is blowing people up right now. Yeah, it's a big it's a big thing. If you want to do you know most of those games are just available on there, and, and there there are a few exceptions, but unless you're really dedicated to that you know those titles, you know it doesn't matter. And you want to you want to be playing games and be doing the social stuff and all that, and all that stuff's built in there. 
So you can do you can do whatever accessory you want. You're not stuck with Microsoft's, you know, whatever Microsoft determines should be the best controller for you. You don't have to deal with janky third-party controllers that always have something weird with them. You can just get whatever you want. So it's, you know, I mean, when people are deciding, okay, am I going to shell out 600 800 bucks on a giant box that I don't really want to set in front of my TV, uh, or am I going to, you know, if I'm going to really be a gamer, should I maybe just invest in some in some new gaming hardware and, and go PC? Well, I mean, especially because, I mean, I just read about this today, but you can't even use current-gen accessories like headsets with the new Xbox because they changed the port on the controller. So now it's like a proprietary thing. So Microsoft wants to be able to get a cut of all accessories. So, like, if you went and spent 300 bucks on, like, a headset to use with it, guess what? If you get the new Xbox, you're not using that headset. Yep. That sucks. Besides, besides the fact that the Kinect is always on and is always watching you. And the, oh, the new Kinect, man. too, is... It's always listening, not watching. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Besides that, though, like, the new Kinect is just as big as the damn box now. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm in the very small majority here, but I actually don't mind the design that much. I Did you say that you're in the very small majority? Or, yeah, small minority. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, I don't mind the design that much. I mean, it's very utilitarian, very just like straight up box, but I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. I would have liked it a little bit more if they would have just like made fun of themselves a little bit. Be like, a lot of people have tried to make boxes before. Yeah, but we, we did it the best. We reinvented the box. <laughs> yeah, that I, I, I would have appreciated. If that. you look at it from different angles, because they have some different textures and stuff, it looks okay. But yeah, it really just it looks like a giant VCR. Yeah, it's kind of silly. I did like some of the TV stuff they did during their demos. Though, yeah. so isn't that still going to be hammered yeah. just like Google TV was? And yeah, stuff? it's the exact same implementation. So, yeah, way, so, to, way to go, Microsoft, to not innovate at all. Right. Hmm. That's too bad. I was kind of looking forward to that. Now you guys so anyway, are back to the totally pro- for me. Back to the shield. <laughs> yeah, back to yeah, shield. You see where we're see where we're going with this? Like, there's a whole cynical, you know pessimism with the gaming industry right now and everybody's moving towards PC so I feel like if Xbox comes out and really pisses people off because I mean let's face it Xbox has a bigger demographic than the PlayStation we can all we can debate that but everybody knows it's true if the Xbox comes out and flops then you might see the shield get more of a pretty serious following as people move to the gaming uh, PC gaming maybe Maybe. I mean, it'll this is all speculation. It'll be interesting to see how it does when it launches next... I think it's launching next month. Um, you know, when the pre-order... The pre-order went a day early last week because NVIDIA said they had received so much buzz or interest in it that they needed to launch the pre-order early. I don't really understand that logic, but uh, I think it was just another excuse to get it in the media. <laughs> Your hands are tied. What do you want us to do? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it's up for pre-order. 350 if you're interested in Project Shield. Uh, another topic, just briefly, the Motorola X phone, which is spelled X F O N. X phone. Yeah. X phone. X X phone. It's uh, it's appearing in F- at the FCC for all sorts of variants. We got an AT and T one and a Sprint one, and then we received a tip the other day for possibly the Verizon version. So it's out there. It's a mid range phone, 720p screen, a really old dual core processor. Uh, there's not really much else to say. I, I guess you could say you're disappointed in it, but you know there might be a better one. 
coming down the road. Maybe this is the end of their product pipeline that Google CFO said didn't wow anyone. We're not really sure, but it's probably coming to all carriers. Hopefully it's cheaper than the HTC First was. I don't really know what else to say about the X-Phone. Yeah, there's not really much else to say at this point. No. Hopefully you can put a wood covering back on it and customize it. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would even want to do that. So yeah, that's on the way. Uh, I don't really have any apps or games, Eric. We already talked about play music. Unless you want to talk more about I it. I just want to say, like, it is single-handedly the best app that I've ever used on Android. Like, I love it, it is huh? sexy. It is smooth. It's got nice big images all over the place. Like, what else do you want? It's awesome. It's responsive. It works well. I mean, it works well when you're on Wi-Fi. I'm I'm on HSPA right now because I'm doing some prepaid stuff. So streaming is kind of you know, hit or miss, depending on where I am. But um, it works fantastic. I'm really pleased. Because I was getting to the point where I was not using it on my phone because that app, that old music app was just... It was terrible. Off. Yeah, it was terrible. Worse than the Google Voice app, I'd say. It was bad. Yeah, it, yeah, on par. So I was really, really pumped when, you know, when they announced Play Music, I was or uh, All Access, I was like, all right, that's cool. But, you know, if I have to use it on that stupid old app, I might not do it. Now that they made it look better, I'm a I'm a happy camper. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, new design for most of their apps that have the uh, action bars inside all the little boxes and stuff that give you more options. Although I could see how that could be confusing to people, but I like it just because it makes things easy to uh, to I don't know what I'm trying to say easy to access. Uh, Ron, you want to talk about Flickr? Are you a Flickr user? I'm a Flickr user. Yeah, <clears throat> they uh, just updated their Android app and. Um, it's a lot better than what it was before. <laughs> so the, ver the version before is pretty much based on Android 2.3, maybe at most. It was bad, yeah. Um, so the new one, here's my feed where I can see, but it's just, you know, you've got all your Purple pictures. Razor. Yeah, Razor sighting. So you can flip through there and, you know, look at all your images. It's got all the filters and all that junk, but I think the big thing is just um, their new service stuff that they announced. Um, and Marissa Mayer is just killing it over at Yahoo. I'm pretty excited about the stuff that they're doing over there um, between buying Tumblr and um, the new stuff they're doing with Flickr. But now you, now you have uh, one terabyte worth of storage for your photos on Flickr, which is basically unlimited. Yeah. Uh, you can upload them at uh, full resolution, whatever you want to do. You can download them back again, and that's a free account. You get one terabyte of storage. Um, you're not limited to only posting square photos like on Instagram, so you can do whatever you want. Um, so it's, I mean, I like it a lot. Um, the app's a lot better now, so you can do all the editing on the app if you want to, if you're not already using Snapseed, but most of the stuff that you can do in Snapseed is already in there. Um, it's got the mapping stuff that Instagram introduced late last year. Um, so you can have maps for all your photos. Um, if you are dead set on using Instagram because all your friends are on there, which they probably are, you can still use Instagram and throw stuff under Flickr if you want to have that automatically uploaded on there and have that in full resolution. So anyway, it's... It's a lot better app. The service is great. Um, the website um, version of it is way, way better than what it used to be. Um, so they've got automatic slideshows on there now, and you can uh, you can add music to the background on it. So especially if you're sharing a ton of photos with people and you don't want to upload them on Facebook and have them in really crappy resolution and also have to use Facebook. So if you want to use something better, check out Flickr. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw when when they first announced all those new changes, especially to the uh, to the website. 
I saw early on a bunch of people complaining about how they didn't like it, and I was like, "Oh, you people just get you. It's it's a big change. You'll get used to it." And I can mm-hmm. see. I think it looks great. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think it looks fantastic. So, and and I'm really, I mean, I'm really excited for what Yahoo's doing between the stuff that they're, you know, their their weather app on iOS looks fantastic. Um, they, you know, the stuff that buying Tumblr is insane. Um, this new Flickr stuff is good. So, I mean, they're she's she's. The stuff that they've done since, you know, they, they said the terabyte, the, the decision to give everybody a free terabyte was made in late March. And they announced that earlier this week. So if you can try and think about ha- having all your servers ready so that everybody has a terabyte of storage, that's pretty insane to pull that off. So she's pushing that team to do some really incredible stuff. So I think they're it's not like their, their server space is being used for anything else. I mean, <laughs> they don't have a lot of activity going on over there. <laughs> well, they do, they do. I mean, they do have a lot of people using their mail. And they, do, they, and they do, and they do host. Mail. I never understood how that stayed alive once Gmail came. Still going, That's just me yeah. Though. And they host yeah. tons of video um, for all their, you know, all their sport, Yahoo Sports, and all that other kind of stuff. So I mean, they're definitely using them somewhat. They, they do, do have, have their sport users. properties. So yep, sports. I think their fantasy football league is still pretty big, and Tim and I still visit Yahoo.com for their news. So up until um, up until the Flickr relaunch, I was just reading, you know, when they bought Tumblr. It, uh, made everybody write up stories about how they killed Flickr and all that kind of stuff. So I had read like six stories on how Yahoo killed Flickr, and then uh, you know, like the next day, they were like, "Oh, by the way, we uh, we just fixed everything, so you should come back." Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's like just to see to see a company. You know, they they came out in '95, so they predate Google by two years, and just to see how they've floundered for so long, and now they're making this huge comeback. And you know, I mean, having Tumblr. Tumblr is a huge social network. It's just being able to do that. I mean, that's Google's probably wishing they would have done that instead of coming out with Google Plus. Um, I mean, this the moves that they're making are pretty incredible. I think I think Marissa's doing some pretty cool stuff, and so I'm excited to see where they go. We'll see. I know Tumblr as a community is still in a tussle. Over there's the somebody, Yahoo purchase. There's somebody. Yeah, there's somebody out there who keeps uh, photoshopping fake tweets, and it's <laughs> they keep going around doing like ninety thousand reblogs. It's like. Oh, can't wait to start, you know, posting ads on everybody's timeline so we can make money and people just eat it up. They just They're already up. doing that. That's happening right now. <laughs> I know. It's it's funny <laughs> Since to watch. Before the purchase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh so the only other app I had then is uh BBM for Android. <laughs> Did you guys uh happen to see the Blackberry announcement? It was like right before IO. They had one of their events in Orlando and they announced that BBM it's coming to Android this summer for free, and apparently people thought that was a big deal. Do you guys think that's a big deal anymore? It's like There's no news from two years ago. Yeah, I don't care about BBM for Android. We had like I'm I poked fun at it, right? And we had some people on Twitter going, "You just don't understand BBM. It's going to be huge." And I was like, "I don't think so. Why would anyone switch to BBM? I don't get that at all." Is anyone, are any of you going to download? Okay, we'll probably all install BBM because it'll be free. But why, I don't, like, I don't know anyone that uses BBM anymore. That was like five years ago. I can't think of a single person that I know anymore that uses BlackBerry. Not one, not a single person. And we have Hangouts now, which by this summer will probably have voice in it and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, BBM, no thanks. No thanks. Uh, quick PSA, the uh, terrible old Droid Life app that 
you know, we created like three years ago is just something to fill up the app store, it's dead. So if you have that thing installed, yeah. If you have that thing installed still on a device of yours, you can just uninstall it or whatever you need to do to it. Um, please stop emailing us telling us that it hasn't updated in a week. We know it's dead. We wrote up a post about it, actually, which you didn't get because the app doesn't update. <laughs> yeah, probably should have waited. Yeah. Probably should have done that beforehand, yeah. So anyways, that thing, gone. If you're watching this, spread the word to your friends that are still using it. It's dead. Uh, yeah. So should we get to our last topic of the night? The most biggest one. Topic, which might no. be the most important to all. Unless you guys have something else you want to talk about real quick. Anything? Um, nope. Let's, let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. Let's go down. All right, down. so uh, the uh, image extension .gif, the creator of this came out this week, um, I believe in a column at like the Wall Street Journal or something. And they asked him, how do you say this? How do you say .gif? And the dictionary has two pronunciations, gif and gif. And the creator says, the dictionary is wrong. There's only one way to say it, gif with a J. Let that sit in for a second. Ron? Mm-hmm. What do you say, <laughs> GIF or GIF? I say GIF, which is, uh, and the, the the great part. He also he won a Webby, um, and his right. and, and instead of doing his five word speech, he had a GIF or a GIF to uh, <laughs> to announce it. And so he's in his in his GIF, he put it's pronounced GIF, and he spelled it J I F, not GIF, which was spelled G I F. And the fact that he did that, right. I think, points out, you know. If you want to call it GIF, maybe you should have made it J-I-F, not G-I-F. And, and also, don't make it, what's the first word in there? Graphical. Graphic. So I think, you know, that's a good, I mean, I get it. G's confusing. It's English. It's really hard. G's and J's. So, but I think GIF is pretty obviously the correct way to pronounce that. I'm on GIF, team GIF all day long. Eric, Eric, Mr. Babel. I mean, that's how I, I call it GIF and I'm, I still probably will, but you have to give it to this guy. Not only did he give us gifts to brighten our lives, but he was such a baller that he came out and said the dictionary is wrong. It's basically just, you know, a big F you to everybody on the internet. I got to give it to him, you know. He did. All right, our uh, resident graphic designer, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. It's, it's GIF. <laughs> It's GIF, right? Okay. We're unanimous in that. It's GIF. It's always been GIF, right? Yeah. yeah. It's never... The first time I saw it, I said GIF. Yeah. Because it's in the a... mouth of babes. The other, so we were in, we were in IO, um, and uh, I said GIF because I'd been, uh, I'd met with Samsung to look at the Galaxy S4 like a month before, and they were like, check out this new animated photo feature so you can create a GIF and I was like have I been saying it wrong all these years and I said it in front of Tim and he's like what the hell did you just say and I was like I don't know I usually say GIF but I thought maybe I was wrong like Samsung was correcting me alright I'm glad that we're all on team GIF yeah yeah and I think Tim had the appropriate response to saying what the hell because we need to be angry about this it is not GIF no it sounds weird when somebody yeah. says GIF it sounds weird it's not peanut butter. Are we all going to rise up against the creator? Like Frankenstein? Yeah. 
essentially go after the go after so the you creator. Think, you think Frankenstein was separate? See, I think Frankenstein was just another personality <laughs> of Doctor Frankenstein, the monster, because Frankenstein yeah. is the guy. Yeah. Oh man, senior year English. That was a good time. I know, right? I wrote a big paper on that. Frankenstein. We had a debate. It was great. Mm. Wow. I didn't read that. Sorry, guys. I watched the movie with De Niro a couple times. <laughs> a couple times? That's interesting. You had time to watch the movie several times and not read the book. The book's really good. It's... Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I love the book. It's really good. Oh. Anyway, well, let's move to our Don't want to read Frankenstein. Okay, it's fine. Frankenstein, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. We're apparently all Team GIF. Is there a hashtag for Team GIF yet? There's the problem is that if you say you're a team gif, there's no way to like prove that you're pronouncing it gif. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, you could be the, very well be saying team gif and nobody will ever know. In the chat, we've so got hashtag up. hard G. I like hashtag that. Because the soft G. G is the J, right? Soft yeah. G would be gif. Yeah, it'd be Jeff. All right, hard G. I like it. Team hard G. That just sounds good anyway. <laughs> uh, Damn. The creator was wrong. Damn right, the creator Choosy GIF creators choose GIF. All right. Anyways, I don't have anything else unless you guys do. We can wrap up for the night. Nope. We could sit here and talk about Xbox for all night, but that's for a different podcast. Or JLo. We could talk about JLo again. I can't believe that presentation happened. <laughs> no one can believe we got it. was so sad. And that was it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Droid Life Show, episode 25. We will, uh, we should be back next week actually we'll get tim back from vegas and see how he if he survived or not so uh anyways thanks for joining us we're joy life